0: Here we go.
1: Live to tape.
0: Welcome to Millennial Season 4, Episode 6. I'm Andrew.
2: I'm Elisa. I'm Laura.
0: And I'm Matt. Hey, everybody's here. What do you know? Just before Yay. Valentine's Day. We are going to talk about Valentine's Day later in the show. We also have some news to talk about. There was something that happened on Celebrity Big Brother that... I, I, I'm i normally okay with the fact that we, we record millennial, new episodes of millennial a week apart from one another. But when I heard, when I watched this clip, I wanted to get on and record immediately. <laughs> it was the most insane thing to watch from Omarosa. <laughs> Former Trump, uh, what was she advisor? I guess we don't know. Yeah, he has a
2: lot of advisors.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> there was some also some big tech news a couple days ago. Apple finally released a new product, the the HomePod, which is like a Siri or a uh, or sorry, which is like an Alexa or a Google Home or Sonos. But the big thing with Apple's HomePod is that the, the, it, it apparently has amazing sound, better than Sonos, which is really saying something cuz the Sonos is and I have one of them are amazing. Does anybody here actually use like an Alexa or something similar?
3: Nope. I have the uh I have the Echo dot. Do you like it? I don't use it very much. Why would you buy it? <laughs> I didn't. It was it was a Christmas present. Why haven't you thrown it out yet? Because, <laughs> I don't know. Because it's 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 you know what? It's fun to have when you have guests over. It is. Yeah. But um, other than that, why have her?
0: Well, I have an echo to um. I ask questions to. I ask her to say things like you know Simon's sa- Alexa. Simon says Laura sucks my ass, and then she'll repeat that back. Um, oh. you can. Ha- okay.
2: I mean, oh, she just did it. We for all me. knew that. It's <laughs> not yeah. Uh, a you secret. can ha-
0: You can have it control your lights. You can have it play music. I actually do find it helpful and fun. And like Matt says, it's fun to have when people are over. Gabby Listening Live says, I love my Alexa. I use it all the time. But anyway, HomePod, uh, this is Apple's new one. I just can't bother to get it, though. And I'm an Apple nerd because Siri blows hard, dirty, smelly, gross ass it sucks so bad and some new research just came out showing that siri actually does the worst when answering queries In a new ai test yeah so queer yeah
2: it's kind of comical. i feel like i feel like half the time when i ask siri a question what i get is like here are some results i found on yeah. that to- i'm like what the fuck bitch i just asked you for directions to chili's
3: <laughs> yeah and she's the worst on apple tv when you're trying to find some like, like a tv show or something because she doesn't know what's on tv or she doesn't know what's on netflix or anything
0: Bitch. It, uh, yeah so it leaves a lot to be desired and it's sad because apple was the first out of the gate with one of these computers you could talk to so google home is actually the best followed by amazon echo followed by freaking windows cortana and then in last place is the HomePod. So it's just really embarrassing. And that's why well, I'm not buying a HomePod. It's also really Pod. late. I mean,
3: why even have this kind of product when you're so
0: late to the game to begin with? That's what I'm thinking as well. Maybe it has to do with the sound quality. Because, again, I've, I've heard amazing things. And Thad, who's listening live, he says he loves his HomePod. It was delayed, and then it's missing features. Like You can't sync it up with multiple HomePods at the same time like you can with a Sonos or an Alexa. It's a mess. Anyway, I just wanted to nerd out on that really quick. How much is it, by the way? $350. Oh, (laughs) fuck that.
2: You know, I just look at something like the Apple TV and how long it took Apple to make the Apple TV somewhat semi-functional. Mm -hmm. Like at this point, I don't even care about it. My PlayStation does everything that I need it to do. I don't know why I would get one of those. So I'm looking at this HomePod shit and I'm like, how far behind is this first generation of it going to be? If I really wanted to get something like this, I would go out and get Alexa or whatever the hell she's called.
0: Yeah. an Echo. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. I, I actually really do like the Apple TV, the new one. The new software is really great. It's yeah. fast. It looks good. It works.
2: It only took them a decade.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Meanwhile, Google and all these other services—they have like this lot, li- these live TV streaming services. Apple isn't there either. It's it, it's sad how slow they've gotten. I know. Bums me out. Mm-hmm. I know. It,
2: you know, I've actually been kind of disappointed in Apple in the last five years or so. I just feel like their innovation is sorely lacking. I wonder yeah. what happened. Steve you Jobs know. died.
0: There he is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy into that. I mean, I buy. I buy that he died, but I don't believe it's because he died that, <laughs> that their innovation slowed down.
1: Andrew I knows think, something.
3: It's not that. Trust me. I can't see. I keep him in a closet. Steve, give
0: me an idea for hypable. Video.
3: I think a lot of, oh, at least since Steve Jobs did pass, I think a lot of the products that Apple has had or released have been mostly novelty uh, type of items. It hasn't really been revolutionary for anything in particular. It's always just been like, oh, well, now your emojis, now now your your shit emoji can now talk with your face. Hey, on that's it. fun. I actually, Come on. Really it's fun.
2: Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it is stupid, but I like
3: it. <laughs> it's it's stupid, but fun. But like, but like, should stupid. that be the selling point for a thousand dollar phone?
2: Absolutely not. But I still bought it anyway.
0: Yeah, and you bought it too, I, Matt. I, so I did. I, I I didn't say I made good decisions. They have made one genuinely amazing product, and it's the uh, in the past few years, and it's the AirPods, the wireless headphones. I fucking love them. They're perfect. Anyway, enough Apple talk. Let's let's move on.
2: Yeah. So I wanted to quickly bring up something that I saw in the news today that I think is like, so fucking metal that this happened. I was freaking out about it. So basically, a suspected big cat poacher has been eaten by lions near the Kruger National Park in South Africa. So the animal's Uh, left a little bit behind um, but some body parts were found over the weekend they pretty much ate everything except for the victim's head so the reason that they know or that they are pretty sure this guy was a poacher was because they found a loaded hunting rifle and ammunition next to what was left of the body so I just think it is fucking baller as hell that this guy was if he was going in there to hunt the lions that they were like nah bitch and just took him down ate everything except his head now if he wasn't going there to hunt the lions this is of course a tragedy but (laughs) but
1: let's assume (laughs) let's assume yeah let's assume it's a fair bet that he might he might not have been going in there to hunt the lions per se but if he's walking into like a reserve like that with a loaded hunting rifle, it's a fair assumption that he was going to hunt. Something.
3: Right. I mean, it was was suspected that he was a big cat poacher. At least that's what the article says.
1: Because apparently there's some history also of catching Mm -hmm. him doing that kind of thing. I
3: I just love the irony of the whole situation because there's a poacher who, you know, kills animals and uses trophies, yet he becomes eaten except for the head Which would be used, uh, I would like to think the lions would use it as a mantle for their their lion, like Pride Rock or something. I just
1: hope that there's like a lion walking around somewhere with this guy's dick around its neck, like a necklace. And it's just like, I don't know, being held together by like his hair or something. You know how like people wear the body parts of animals for no good reason other than they're bad people? I hope that the lions no. are now doing that with his penis.
2: Yeah, Hi. I like uh, I like Matt's idea of the lions using this guy's head as like a mantelpiece, except they probably looked at his face and was
1: like, nah, you're too ugly, man. Mm. Just leave this. We are all in 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 the rare event that this poor man actually wasn't a poacher. We're all going to have to eat our words. Oh, totally. And I'm I'm prepared to do just that. Not the head
0: of our words. I just hope the guy's name was Don Trump Jr.
2: You're not the only one who's been on the internet saying that, and you've also just now put us on the NSA watch list. So good. I'm Thank looking you, for some Andrew. new
0: listeners. Y'all are welcome. <laughs> all right, Matt. You have uh, some news to share.
2: So
3: if you guys are, if you listeners have. Uh, You remember a couple months ago during our uh, end of the year holiday podcast, uh, I mentioned that I was going to be uh, transitioning into a new career field and and a career field in nursing, which I'm incredibly excited about. What I'm not really excited about, though, is the amount of work that I'm going to have to be doing in school. I've already started uh, this past January uh, pursuing this major, and um, what the past month has proven to to all of us is how how difficult it is to commit to a certain day or time. Uh, th- the best idea that I could come up with that would be best for everybody is for me to study and focus more on my studies and uh, take myself uh or stepping down at least as one of the main hosts for millennial it is very hard to basically uh say goodbye to a project or just even a group that i consider family i don't intend on completely disappearing from the picture at least as a uh, member of the millennial community and hopefully maybe some uh, surprise bitch moments. I actually expect it from you guys. So. Yeah,
2: no, as, as we've told you a couple of times, that's going to definitely be happening because we're going to miss having you here and I know the listeners are going to fucking miss having you here but I don't know, decisions like these are never they're never easy to make, right?
3: Right, and it's It's unfortunately one of the many uh, decisions that I've been having to make about what to do now.
1: It's a bummer, dude. I have to say, like, you know, the three of us, of course, well, the four of us, obviously, but the three of us knew that this was coming, um, you know, for the past week or two weeks or so, and... It's been, you know, it's we've been dreading this announcement on the show because we kind of knew that, like, once it's announced on the show, that kind of makes it real. And I've sort of yeah. been hiding in my little shell, trying to forget that that's <laughs> well, real. Yeah. Um,
3: Especially this past month too. I think uh, we've all knew this was going to happen, and we just haven't really entertained the idea of
0: actually making it real. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. You you have to. This is is a very millennial issue, right? You got to decide where your priorities are when you need to make big changes in your life to pursue uh, things that are really important. (laughs) Of course, in my opinion, millennial is the most important thing on the planet. But you seem to think that going back to school (laughs) and leaving the show is more important. And I respect your wrong opinion. Uh-huh. But yeah. no, in um, all seriousness, I mean, I, <clears throat> it's, yeah. we're, we're, we're definitely going to miss you. We completely understand. And uh, since there's no ill will here on the way out, unlike with Micah, there was a big debate over ownership of a chair.
1: Fuck that guy. Yeah,
2: yeah
0: we'll, we'll reach out to and you in the chin. future and get updates from you.
2: And just to clarify for the listeners, Matt, next week will be your last episode. Is that? <laughs> yeah.
0: People listening live are very sad right now. You have broken their hearts. Gabby says, Matt, I'll miss you so much. I look forward to your guest appearances. Micah says, join the club, bitch. <laughs> uh, Micah?
1: God. Fuck off, I'm Micah. Micah. The fuck, <laughs> who gave him you a computer? You don't even go here anymore.
0: <laughs> Rachida says, I'm going to miss you, Matt. Good luck with school and wish you the best with everything.
1: My hope, Matt, actually, is that you fall flat on your face and fail... So that you have to come back.
3: I no joke was just about to say. (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, Oh, seriously. All right. I mean, we'll we'll talk more about this, I'm sure, on your last episode and give you a proper farewell. But you know, I just want to say that I love you and support you in this. And you know, even though you're not going to be a permanent host anymore, like 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 everyone's saying, we will hear from you again. We'll call you again. You'll be back on at some point. No question.
0: I I do have a, an idea for how we can pay tribute to Matt in the future, but we'll save that for after he leaves.
1: I'm gonna God, I'm gonna troll you so hard. <laughs> I can't wait until. Why? What? What are you talking? <laughs> no, no, about? Matt. Like when he's off the show, I'm just gonna like sh- nothing. Okay. <laughs> nothing. Never mind.
3: All right. Yeah. Like I'm still gonna like follow up. So. You know, whatever shit you guys say, I'm going to
0: hear it. Okay. All right. So let's move on to some news now. Um, I spoke about, I mentioned Omarosa's moment on Celebrity Big Brother. So I don't, so she was an advisor to Trump. She was in the Trump White House for close to a year. What was her relationship previously with Trump? They, They met on The Celebrity Apprentice. Like a decade ago. Uh, She was one of the contestants. And I guess they've been kind of close ever since. And he needed a black person in his cabinet. And uh, that other guy wasn't enough. So he added Omarosa to the lineup. And uh, so she left the White House a few, like, I don't know, a month or two ago. Joined Celebrity Big Brother, like, almost immediately. And then on last week's episode, she's sitting on the couch with Ross Matthews. (laughs) they're sitting there all curled up she's under a blanket she's like turned in to ross it is it is a fucking hilarious visual and this happens
2: and from the
3: outside can i tell you as a voter a citizen i never got
2: it why you went
3: to the the white house with him
2: I felt like it was like a call to duty. I felt like I was serving my country, not serving him. Whenever was it accepting a political appointment, it was always about the country. Like I was haunted by tweets every single day. Like what is he gonna tweet? (laughs) Does anybody say to him, what are you doing? I mean, I tried to be that person and then all of the people around him attacked me. Was like keep her away from don't give her access don't let her talk him. And it's like and vac is there jared's there and it's who who has that power to say what's going on i don't know i'm not there i don't i it's not my it's not my circus not my monkeys you know i'd like to say not my problem but i can't say that because
0: She's crying should we be worried uh,
1: don't say that because uh, we
2: are worried but I need you to say no it's gonna be okay okay no it's gonna not be okay it's not
0: <laughs> Ross Matthews tries to give her an out say it's not say it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay she doubles down no it's not gonna be okay. <laughs> But I love how quiet, like like how they're whispering, so he can't like hear how them. How intense!
3: Yeah, I re- I did see this clip. It was also on RuPaul's Drag Race because Ross Matthews is one of the hosts on the show. And
0: are they drunk? I don't see any alcohol at the table. It's just they're just hanging out in the backyard. It's gonna be, it's gonna be
1: horrible. I don't, you like, know. it's going to fly, kids. It can, that was a little tough to hear. It was a little tough to hear some of that. So just to reiterate, she basically said she was haunted by tweets every single day. Yeah. Thinking, oh God, what is he gonna tweet next? She would try and confront the situation, but the people around him wouldn't allow it. Uh, and then she's just like, "It's bad." <laughs> it says it. <laughs> it says that nothing's going to be okay. I and and I when I heard about this story, I was really torn between feeling like vindicated and happy that someone within Trump's inner circle was finally telling the truth about something, but also having that little amount of skepticism wondering, you know, this is a reality television star. Like the name of the game, her whole brand is to be in the public eye and nothing gets her in the public eye better and faster than saying something like this so while i have no problem believing that it's a shit show over there i do wonder to what extent this was calculated you know what i mean
0: yeah so well so that's what i want to know how should we be worried is she is she being truthful here and if it is calculated why what does she have to gain from this is CBS paying her off to drop these bombshells? They're obviously paying her to be on the show, but but to say these things. And who the fuck isn't worried already? It's just very significant, I think, coming from her in even in a re- ridiculous context like this. And um, I thought it was fucking. But you hilarious. also you should also put what she says. Like, you
3: should take it with a grain of salt because she is she was definitely not happy that she got fired. And yeah. so, there was a. Per- she could be trying. She could be just lashing out as well, or trying to find a way to, like, take them down with That's her. True. Because did she even have an actual
0: position? Uh, she was an advisor. She was an advisor. Or- we don't know exactly what she was doing, but I want to believe it. We have lots more to get to, but first, this week's episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Posting your position to job sites and waiting and waiting for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. This is an excellent way to not waste your time searching for candidates. Let ZipRecruiter find the best ones for you. Businesses of all sizes, including sites like Hypeable, by the way, trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs right now Our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash millennial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash millennial. ZipRecruiter.com slash millennial. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Here's something we'd be happy to believe. On the last episode, we spoke about Lady Doritos. Laura and Elisa were floored by PepsiCo's female CEO, saying we looked into this and women want less crunchy less messy doritos that fit into their purse lord and Lisa were beside what? themselves yep
2: i'm actually eating some doritos right now
0: oh what flavor do you got there
2: um i've got the cool ranch
3: mm. i knew it i knew women love cool Ranch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is it loud enough gloves? do i need to crunch more
0: Little, little louder. And are you wearing gloves to eat those? Or
2: oh no, I'm licking my fingers. It's
0: great. Mm. So, um, Pepsi CEO has now walked this back. Of course, this was going to happen. PepsiCo said in a statement "The reporting on a specific Doritos product for female consumers is inaccurate. We already have Doritos for women. They're called Doritos, and they're enjoyed by millions of people every day. At the same time, we know needs and preferences continue to evolve, and we're always looking for new ways to engage and delight our customers. So um, that's that for now. But based on those comments we heard previously, it sounded like they were getting ready to rock and roll on some new Lady Doritos. Who knows? But I, I think they're they're gonna avoid those for now because that's set off most people.
2: Well, what they'll probably do is come out with their quiet crunch formula and not gear it towards any specific gender identity. Yes. Which is yes. stupid, but I mean fine. Okay,
0: so what else is going on in the news?
2: Yeah, so the state of California has launched an investigation of the third largest insurer in the country, Atna, after a former medical director for the insurer admitted under oath that he never looked at patients' records when deciding whether to approve or deny care. Now... This could be a problem, some might say, because let me paint a picture for you. Guy has a stack of files on his desk, pending approval for people's medical claims. And if you're not reading people's records, you actually don't have any idea of the context of why they might be filing those claims. So it kind of just seems like an eeny, meeny, miny, mo of determining who gets the medical coverage that they need. Now, the reason that this all came up uh, was from a deposition that uh, Dr. J. Ken Linuma um, gave. He was the medical director for Atna's Southern California region uh, from 2012 to 2015 uh, regarding a particular uh, patient who claimed that he was denied life-saving procedures by Aetna. Um, and during the deposition, he made the remark that he apparently – didn't read patient records when he was deciding whether or not to give uh, people the services that they were requiring. So is coming under fire right now because this has called into question their clinical procedures in terms of um, granting access to those uh, particular medical procedures or, or uh, materials. So first, I wanted to get y'all's impression of this. Is this something that surprises you? that an insurer would do this.
3: Nothing surprises us anymore, really. Fuck, fuck A- Aetna, by the way, because they, they withdrew their coverage for Southern California, so they can just go to hell.
2: Yeah, well, I think the question at this point is, is it actually Aetna's procedure to allow uh, medical directors to deny or approve claims in this way, because he said during his deposition that he was just following company procedures. He was just following their protocols. And Aetna at this point is stepping out in front of this and trying to say, no, 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 those aren't our protocols. And we're really looking forward to being transparent about what those look like. Um, But right now, there's kind of an avalanche of claims, mostly on the internet at this point, of people coming out and saying like, hey, I had a claim denied by Aetna uh, in Southern California between these dates. I would really like more information about how that decision was arrived at. So this is kind of a story that's – we're going to have to put like a pin in it, you know, like – like a placeholder to see how it unfolds. Um, But this could be really big because it has far-reaching implications about the way Aetna might be performing business around the country uh, and also for the American insurance industry.
0: Yeah, we need to look at the documentation that this medical director apparently used to come to this decision Mm -hmm. so we can find out whether it really was Aetna's fault or if it was actually his fault. And he's a shitty doctor.
2: Yeah. Either way, it's terrifying because to me, like if the doctor is doing this, to me, that seems like some issue of an oversight error on Aetna's part. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really difficult for me to believe that a doctor could arrive at this sort of high ranking position and then do something as egregious as this out of plain human error. That seems pretty far-fetched to me. So I don't know if it was necessarily an issue with Aetna's policies or if it was more of a localized issue with the Southern California region. Um, So we'll just have to wait and see. But as somebody who has had various medical claims denied for random-ass reasons in the past, I don't have Aetna as my provider, but it makes me wonder (laughs)
0: I hope it is a local issue, like you said, Mm -hmm. Laura, maybe just limited to Southern California, because that would be huge if it was countrywide.
2: Right, exactly. That just
0: would be absurd.
2: But anyway, uh, watch this
1: place. Watch this space.
0: How about some good news now, Elisa?
1: So some good news is that Dunkin' Donuts is um, really taking up the corporate social responsibility game a whole new notch. But first, I want to talk about Styrofoam, because that's what it's about. <clears throat> Obviously, they Styrofoam, of course. I go hand in hand. So a lot of people don't realize that Styrofoam is actually a brand name. Styrofoam is owned by Dow Chemical, but what it really is, is polycystrine. It's sort of like saying you know, um, Charmin is a brand of toilet paper. Like, people don't realize styrofoam is like a brand, not the actual product. And polycystrine is the actual product. Well, here's the thing. Polycystrine styrofoam, whatever you call it, is actually a petroleum-based product. It's basically plastic, but it's petroleum-based. So it's made with, with with gas and oil. And it's incredibly bad for the environment for that reason. About 85% of human waste, of all the trash that we throw away, is plastic-based. And over half of that tends to be polycystrine. Um, this is a fucking problem for a lot of reasons. Number one, polystyrene slash styrofoam is a carcinogen. It's a known carcinogen. And it's one of the reasons why they tell you you're not supposed to put styrofoam containers in the microwave because that has a tendency to bring out the carcinogens and put it into your fucking food. Um, That's number one. Number two, styrofoam, unlike other forms of plastic, breaks apart really fucking easily. And it can break down to tiny, tiny little, almost microscopic bits that you don't even see or notice. And it's all over the place. It's in our rivers, our oceans, laying around your parks. And you don't realize it because it breaks down to such tiny pieces of waste. The problem with that, besides the obvious, is that animals eat it. And then we eat those animals. So if you don't care about like, you know, your nearest spotted bass or whatever, you should care about the fact that you're probably going to eat that bass at some point. And now that styrofoam is inside of you because it doesn't break down. Styrofoam is not biodegradable. It's not broken down by most stomach acids. And so if a fish eats it, it will find, and you eat that fish, it will find its way in your body. And it is... It's a carcinogen. It it is known to create cancer. Uh, And it's one of the reasons that scientists and medical professionals think that the rates of cancer have skyrocketed over the past couple of generations. Not the only reason, of course, but one of the main reasons is our consumption of plastic and styrofoam. Uh, that's why it's such a big deal that Dunkin' Donuts has announced that it will fully get rid of its styrofoam cups by 2020. Now, we're talking globally here, not just in the United States. They're actually starting to begin this process um, as early as March, so just next month, and they plan to be wrapped up by the end of 2020. Uh, and this move, again, is just in direct research to the outreach pouring of of people, particularly environmentalists, who are raising the alarm about the dangers of styrofoam. So I wanted to point out, number one, why styrofoam is so fucking bad. A lot of people don't realize it. Uh, And number two, why Dunkin' Donuts is so fucking good. So feel free to go ahead and eat up all those donuts and pack on all those calories because you're putting it towards a good cause and a good company.
0: (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts is a great company. I love, I've always been a fan of their coffee and their food. Oh my God, the bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel can fuck me any day of the week and I'll fuck it back. It is so delicious. In California, they actually started um, banning styrofoam in select cities. I don't believe it's statewide yet, but in select cities across the state that was in 2016, and Dunkin' started opening up around that time in California. Around then, so they couldn't use styrofoam for their cups. That's mainly how Dunkin' uses it, and they gave you paper cups when you bought coffee there, and it was so much better. I know this is news to nobody. If you go to Starbucks, you you get those uh, eco friendly cups as well. But it was just such a nice change. And then when I, when I started Going to Duncan here in Chicago, Illinois, or back in New Jersey, I switched back to the Styrofoam cups and it really dawned on me just how fucking stupid it is that Duncan still uses Styrofoam. It's an archaic way to um, ser- uh, serve people coffee. And-, and I felt gross. So uh, I- I'm really glad that Duncan is actually rolling this out worldwide. And I'll continue to sim with their donuts and eat their breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> I, I
3: love, I love
0: how even the Queen
3: of England is like declaring war on plastic now. Like she has, she has ruled for uh, all of the estates uh, owned by the royal family to uh, reduce, or I'm sorry, eradicate all of the all of the plastic usage in all the cafes and all and just just every all the dining rooms everything it's now going to be required to use like china plates glasses uh just actual glasses or paper but it was all due to uh, blue planet yeah the show by david attenborough
1: because right and and the reason david, At- da- david attenborough himself raised a lot of awareness about how much plastics are destroying the world after he filmed blue planet two and just to drive that point home a little bit just in the amount of time between andrew finishing speaking and right now in those two minutes more than sixty thousand pounds of plastic were just dumped into our oceans every two minutes that happens it's Mm -hmm. it's not it's not sustainable and again it's you know, it's, it's killing, it's killing off whole species of wildlife, plants and animals, both. But if that doesn't matter to you, if for some reason you think that, that that's not going to impact you in any way, and that, you know, fuck the planet, and who cares, um, at least consider the fact that you do eat animals, at least most people do. um, And it will find its way back to you. And that's, that's that should be enough. That's that's problematic in and of itself.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at this uh, article by the Washington Post, and I'm just going to add a couple more numbers to, to that, Elisa. They say each year, 30 million tons of plastic is produced globally, and 10% of that ends up in the ocean. And that at the current rate that it's going, plastic's going to outweigh the fish in the sea by 2050.
1: Yeah, that's right.
3: That's in, that's in
0: 32 years. That's right. Katie, who is listening live from Hawaii, says so many places in Hawaii continue to use styrofoam for takeout, and it's pretty upsetting. There's nowhere to put the trash here. It all gets shipped out to the mainland, which is super expensive.
2: Damn, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, where do you put
1: it all? Yeah. The
0: dinosaurs aren't here anymore, so they can't eat it.
1: <laughs> and, you know, there's there's some debate in the environmental community between, you know, styrofoam versus paper, because... Some folks would point out, well, the only real alternative to to styrofoam currently uh, is paper. And that's still environmentally unfriendly because if you get rid of all the styrofoam products in the world, that means you're going to have to cutting down trees and rainforests at godly knows what rate uh, to make up for that. But what I would point out, though, is while that is indeed a problem and we need to come up with a better solution than just using trees for every goddamn thing, Um, At least it's only problematic on the front end, meaning if you're cutting down a bunch more trees to make paper products, that's not cool. But at least that's only not cool initially when you're cutting down those trees and it's creating that, that effect. The advantage to paper, though, is that on the back end, when you throw it in the trash, it is biodegradable. It will disintegrate. And it's not going to – it's also not a carcinogen. So it's not going to fuck up our wildlife in the same way. It's not going to cause outrageous rates of cancer in the same way. So while it's a very imperfect solution, I do think that it's a step in the right direction.
2: I agree. I think sometimes um... – People get so hung up on having arguments about these details that nothing gets done. And it's like, well, we can have an imperfect solution that at least gets us part of the way to where we need to get, or we can continue using styrofoam and getting cancer.
1: Yeah, and for anyone who's wondering, you know, what can I do about this whole plastic problem, whether it's styrofoam or otherwise, vote with your wallet no, vote vote with your wallet. Seriously, you know, you can support companies like Dunkin Donuts who take these sorts of steps, but also when you're at the grocery store and you're looking at what items to buy, don't go for the products that are like individually wrapped. Sometimes it drives me nuts. Like they've started they've started individually wrapping hot dogs inside of yet another wrapper. So you still have like the hot dogs that are like in a, you know, um, like a 12 pack, but each hot dog within that 12 pack is also individually wrapped in plastic. And I don't understand why that's necessary. And this whole, there's this whole culture now of just individually wrapping shit. Don't do that. Like if you really want to make a difference, don't support those products let them fall into oblivion. Instead, try and buy things in bulk. Try and make sure you're not buying things that are wrapped in plastic. Instead, go for the paper products.
0: Elisa, what would you do if Nestle announced they were going to start bottling water in styrofoam containers?
1: I'd still tell them to lick my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> because they're still they're still taking water from places they shouldn't be taking water from. Oh, I know. And treating it like a commodity.
0: That was a joke. I was expecting you to say you would your head would explode because they were still taking water for free and putting it in styrofoam.
1: Oh, Oh, you said putting it in styrofoam. I thought you said like, putting it in like paper.
0: No, no, no. Mm -mm.
1: Oh no. I think I would just have to like, I would have to quit the show at that point and do nothing with my life (laughs) other than take down Nestle.
0: (laughs) All right. Let's move on to a confessional now. Would you like to read it, Laura?
2: Sure. Um, So I want to preface this by saying this was a pretty lengthy confessional. Um, So unfortunately, we aren't able to include the whole thing on the show, but we did try to whittle it down and find the most salient points uh, to get the point across. So this is from Charlotte. Charlotte says, I don't think I'm the typical listener to the show. I'm a straight white male and until the last few years, I identified staunchly as a Republican. I've drifted more towards Democrat in recent years and strongly identify as a Christian. That all serves as a backdrop, a backdrop for my bombshell. I was recently honest with myself and gave into a desire I've had for many years now. Some of my earliest memories of exploring my sexuality and masturbation involved imagining I was a woman. Not even necessarily having sex as a woman, just having a woman's body, the breasts, the curves, the legs, the lack of a penis, the clothes, just being sexy. I'd occasionally sneak into my mother's makeup drawers and sneak away with clean underwear left in the abandoned clothing box on the on-campus laundromat. I never dressed completely and femme for an extended time, though. Recently, I ordered breast forms, a bra, leggings, makeup, a wig, a waist trainer, some underwear, and other clothing items, and scheduled an appointment for a makeover at Sephora. It was very liberating to let out a part of myself that has always been locked in the back of my head. The makeover turned out beautifully, and I even went out and got my first mani-pedi afterward. I'm really enjoying it. But I don't know who I can tell in real life who would accept me. I don't know if you have any advice for me, but at least someone knows now. I still identify as a straight male, but why should woman women have a monopoly on feeling pretty? Love, Charlotte.
0: Good for you. Yeah. It. Live it. Live your truth. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Get it.
2: No, seriously, and yes, makeovers at Sephora are the bomb.
0: Yeah, and ex- they really an expensive are. bomb
2: actually i've had a couple of makeovers at sephora and i didn't pay for them
0: i had one and it
3: was yeah
2: i think they do them for free
0: oh okay i mean like buying makeup in general
2: oh well i don't think that women or um like female identifying people should have a monopoly on the beauty industry i think that everyone should be allowed to have their wallets gouged by uh, the makeup industry,
1: so welcome. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> if, if, if anything, I just feel like this takes us one step closer to equality because now men are getting gouged, too. I'm, fu- I'm, I'm good with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Me, too. I and this it.
2: person actually, Charlotte actually did write in a little bit after this confessional saying that um, he had actually sort of come out as it were to one of his female friends and they actually made a date to like get dressed up and go out together so i think that's awesome i'm glad that you found somebody that you felt like you could be comfortable with in real life and i'm glad that you felt like you could be comfortable with us because it's
3: because we're not comfortable with ourselves
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but good for you yeah, good we for you. I think
0: this is cool. Well, let's move on to a little discussion about Valentine's Day. I think most people here don't really like it, but I also want to dive into that. So, first of all, do you three have plans this year for Valentine's Day? Not yeah. really. Nope. What are you doing, Elisa?
1: I'm going out to dinner, and I got. I got my boyfriend something. I'm a little nervous to say what it is
3: because Is it a negligee outfit? No, no, no. No, no. At least.
1: no, so I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's listening. I got him um I got him like a travel book. It's like a national geographic book that's like um I think it's a hundred places to visit in the world and it's like this in, these incredible it's like a it's a coffee table book like all these incredible bright photographs and it gives you details on like how to get to that location and you know whatever and I'm gonna write a note in there about how like you know I I want to spend my life like visiting all 100 with you and whatever. Aww. Aww, that's
3: so cute. That's cute. So hot. Yeah.
1: So that's and he's he's taking me out to dinner. So that's it. I mean, to be honest, I don't I don't believe that Valentine's Day is something you have to have a whole lot of fanfare for. It really is a hallmark holiday, but it's also like I like to recognize it in a small way. I don't want jewelry, anything big or major. That's just not necessary. But like, just getting dinner and having a date would be fine. That's what I'm planning on doing.
0: I have a gift for my better half and i think we're gonna go out to get dinner but like i i don't like the idea of resisting it at the same time i don't think it's like the greatest thing ever it is a hallmark holiday but it's just an excuse to love the person you're with and what's the what's the resist about that i know some might say well i don't need a holiday to do it but okay so you go you go the extra mile on valentine's day just for fun just to shake things up who, who 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 were you doing just now? What was that impression that, of? I don't know. Just
2: <laughs> I don't know. <need> a... <laughs>
0: a grumpy old man who doesn't I will like say, Valentine's Day.
1: I will say this for Valentine's Day: it's something that I've noticed having gone through some long-term relationships. Is that the longer you are with somebody, the easier it becomes to kind of get complacent about dates and date nights and like making that kind of romantic time for each other, mm-hmm. and so. The one saving grace of Valentine's Day, I do think it's a little ridiculous and people go over the top with it. But the the one nice thing about it is that for couples who've been together for a really, really long time, five, ten years, maybe their whole lives, it does kind of force you to pause, take a break, and go, okay, you know what? We haven't done a date night in a while, and this is a good excuse to do that. So I think if you're like a new couple who's only been together for like, you know, a hot minute – it's easy to kind of laugh in the face of a holiday like this, but like talk to someone who's been together for 30 years, and they'll tell you that sometimes you do need a holiday or something to shake you out of your status quo and make you remember to appreciate your partner.
0: Keeping your relationship fresh is so important. that That's something experts or just anybody who's in, been in a relationship will always tell you. you. If you let it get stale, it loses its magic. It loses... That um, unpredictability—that's so important. I had to get out of my last relationship because I felt dead in it. Nothing exciting was happening anymore.
2: Well, Valentine's Day is coming up to save you, Andrew.
0: Yes, thank you, thank you, Cupid. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I mean, I—I I got something small for Mark. Um, I don't really believe in like blowing Valentine's Day out of the water because, again, it, it is just like. To me, it's a very corporate holiday, and I don't see the need to, like, make it into something that it's not and overblow it, especially for us. Because our anniversary is, like, really close to Valentine's Day, so we're already doing stuff. And so, like, I just got him something small, and actually, I'm taking him to get an MRI on Valentine's Day. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh,
3: Oh, my God. You went to Jared's.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, um, we're doing he's going to go lay in a in a uh, magnetic tube for a little while on Valentine's Day. That's that's what we're doing. It'll be fun. I
0: mean, that's very beautiful.
1: That I think, you know, even sexy. even if someone even if like my boyfriend just gave me like those really chalky, shitty heart candies and just wrote like, I love you on a box of like heart candies. I'd be fine with that. Like, that's Yeah. Exactly. Any just to recognize, okay, this is a thing that that we do in this society. Here you go. I've checked the box. Like something small like that is just is is fine. I I agree with Laura that like kind of recognizing it but not really blowing it out of proportion is probably where I'm at.
0: So we did get a couple of AP choices last week over on Patreon.com/slash/millennial that I would like to do this week since they are kind of romance related. Jared asked. When was the first time you said I love you to someone who wasn't a relative? Are you someone who says it quickly or are you guarded with your heart? So after seeing this question, I tried to remember it. I honestly can't fucking remember. Like I probably said it in a way that like wasn't very meaningful. <laughs>
3: yeah, I I agree with that. I think the I, I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly when I said it, but knowing myself, uh, I said it at a time where I didn't really know what it meant to say it. That's
0: so sad. Have you learned the meaning of love yet? I have. Oh, good. Now. I'll, but it took 30 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My first memory of saying I love you to someone who wasn't a relative is actually... I wrote a song about mac and cheese, and <laughs> I sang this whole song, like, this whole I love you song to a box of Kraft mac and cheese when I was in, like, fifth grade. I did it for chorus class. That's, that's I think, my first time.
0: And, and that was a really meaningful moment for you?
1: It was a meaningful moment. Well, not only did I quite literally, by the way, like, pee a little bit because I was so nervous to sing in front of people. <laughs> But um, also, like, I, I still to this day, you know, decades later, love mac and cheese. So it's like the relationship that, that has lasted longest in my life, for sure. Interesting.
2: That's beautiful. The first time that I said I love you to somebody who is not a relative also wasn't a romantic I love you. Uh, it was actually to Elisa oh no oh no it was like because like my thing is like she's my sister it's like i've known her for half my life and she's been there during all of the best and worst moments (laughs) of the time that we've known each other um
3: (laughs) mostly worst
2: mostly worst um and she's seen me through it and i cannot imagine anyone else filling the role of the best friend that I'll ever have in my life. So yes. Oh, God. She was she was the first person that I ever said I love you to. Outside of a relative, um, she's not
0: leaving the show. Matt is.
1: I'm crying. I'm like actually. Yeah, that's why up. she's
3: she has she's been able to get through the show.
1: I'm actually tearing. Inst- it's funny. I was reading this doc earlier today though, and before I remembered my mac and cheese song, I <laughs> did actually think to myself, I and and I'm not just saying this because she just said it, but I really did think to myself, I think it probably was Laura. I was never that person. To, like, say I love you to friends, I always thought was kind of fucking lame and cheesy. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, really, I don't say that. I think Laura's the only person I ever say I love you to on even a semi-regular basis, besides my boyfriend.
0: Well, I'll give you my number if you want to say it to somebody else who would <laughs> accept it and appreciate it.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> I do love you too, Andrew. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I think I- the important thing to drive home here is that I love you is not just for... Family and romantic acquaintances. You should love your friends. Yeah. And and
3: your food. It's one of those words that don't mean anything.
2: And like one of the things maternal. One of the things that always struck me is like I lived abroad for a while and in Costa Rica, they also celebrate Valentine's Day as friendship day. So it's both.
0: Yeah that's stupid that's actually interesting that you bring up saying i love you to more people i've definitely developed that habit not with you three but i've definitely developed that habit over the past couple of years more saying it to people (laughs) because i don't want to get i Mm -hmm. because i really do when i I say Mm -hmm. it i really do mean it and like i have always thought to myself Over the past couple years, anyway, we shouldn't be shy. We shouldn't shy away from saying it. So I have, again, not to you three, but
1: to other people. I I started laughing because you go into this very heartfelt moment, Andrew, but you have to get in that little dig, like not not to you.
0: Well, because I knew you three were going to be like, we haven't heard you say it.
1: You've said, Andrew, you said it to me. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I
0: guess. Yeah, you have. Because I'm thinking, like, uh, my best friend Richard, who I work with, I, I have told him I, I love you. And I, and I mean it in a platonic way. Uh, but you would still suck his dick. Yeah, maybe once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cock's the cock, am I right? Um, it's true. No, and, and speaking of I love you, then we can move on. My most recent relationship, it took a lot of alcohol. Before I could say I love you to him Because once you go there oh. There's no going back And oh, like I yeah. was very afraid to go there I cried Aww.
2: I cried when I told Mark I was so like amped it's up So gay Shut up
1: <laughs> That is beautiful though I think that's I, a very cute story
0: I had like wanted to say it to him For like a-, a month or two at least But I just couldn't bring myself to do it It's like a point of no return but It is I scary have that you it definitely
2: is. you're like on a precipice yeah. when you reach that moment, and like I'm somebody who's very guarded with that. I, apart from me, Lisa, I had only ever said it to one other person, and so like, like I, I've said it to three people outside of my family mm-hmm. <laughs> in my life.
3: So. Yeah, it's I mean I I think the question should have been more specific, like. Like, the first time you said, I love you, and, like, actually, like, meant it.
1: hmm I stand I by that, my answer, though. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that ended up being a very meaningful discussion anyway. Yeah. I was expecting a Grinch discussion. But while we're on the topic of Hallmark Holidays, I have been meaning to mention how bullshit all of these national blank days are. This past Friday, it was National Pizza Day and National Bagel Day. What the fuck is going on every day? There's something different that we're celebrating. Pizza bagels, though national. Well, but they. But why didn't bagels consult with pizza to make sure they weren't overlapping the day that they share? Get another day. There's 365 days a year. Do bagels and carbs Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I I did some research. Like, who decides what and when is each national day? And it turns out it's just these random-ass websites, including one called National Day Calendar. And um, a couple years ago, in a single year, they fielded about 10,000 requests. And they only decide to approve ones that are kind of broad. Like, instead of Starbucks, they'll do coffee. So National Coffee Day. Um, they add about 20 to 25 national days annually. And by the way, you can a- ask your Echo, like, what day is National Margarita Day? And it'll answer. It, it knows all these, too. But then you see them on social media. You see them on websites. Oh, my God. It's National Grilled Cheese Day. Here's the best grilled cheese w- recipes. They're, they're stupid hallmark holidays to go get you, to buy pizza and bagels. and. Damn right I went and bought bagels on National Bagel Day, because I'm always looking at, for an excuse to get bagels. I just think it's really dumb, and we need to stop with all these national days.
1: I agree. Yeah. I don't get where it's coming from.
0: I know. It's just, it needs to stop. Like, w- w- where does the madness end? They should do a national I love you day, and, and we can put Valentine's it together. Day? No, but it's a day in which you say I love you to... The people who deserve it, but you've resisted. But then
3: like, what the fuck's going to happen when you're that person that you didn't get
0: said I love you to? Well, uh, you wait for National Pizza Day and you eat lots of pizza. <laughs> it's
3: <laughs> just or like National Valentine's Breakup Day
2: when you're the only person at the office who doesn't get flowers delivered to them. Oh, that would be Oh,
3: Laura, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> well, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking yeah. about romantic comedies that always do no,
3: that shit. No, that felt like it came from someone <laughs> That was a dark place
0: you just came from.
2: No, I work with nerds. None of us get flowers on Valentine's Day.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Please, I'm sure Mark will send you something or show up at your office.
2: Uh, We're going to be together on Valentine's Day. so.
0: Oh, you're taking the whole day off for Valentine's
2: Day? Well, no, I'm taking him for his MRI, and then I'm finishing the second half from home.
0: Oh, I'm so hot.
2: I know. (laughs) We're going to, like, let me tell you, taking him for his MRI, that's really going to put me in the mood.
0: MRIs. I had one of those once. Oh my god, you go in the small tube and oh, it's the worst. It's okay. I've had Very better. Claustrophobic. Um, all right, well, I actually have some exciting news to share. I'm leaving the show too. What? No, um, so I've I've been sp- <laughs> I've I said about a month ago that I was pursuing purchasing a home. I had found one that I was really interested in. Um, I decided, and my boyfriend was taking credit for this all weekend. He was the one who kind of talked me into actually going to see it. So we went and saw it, and I made an offer on the house. I can't remember what part of the story I got up to the last time because I didn't want to keep sharing details until it uh, uh, was all ironed out because I didn't want to... (laughs) <laughs> get all excited on air and then lose it and then be depressed. I am closing on the condo this Thursday. Woo! I am very excited it's the home of my dreams. It's been it's been a it's been a stressful process for sure. Um and I'm about to wire all the money <laughs> out of my <laughs> bank account which uh I will ne- I, I the last time I will have this little amount of cash in my bank accounts (laughs) was a very long time ago so it's gonna be crazy seeing such little money in my bank (laughs) but totally worth it um not only does this place meet all my expectations but it just it had so many other things so i just i knew i had what was it what was about it that sold you it was all updated it's just my style of kitchen i love the layout of the place um it's got just like quirky great features like a skylight in the entranceway, a jacuzzi tub two balconies i have exclusive roof rights i can build a fucking deck on top of my roof if i want to that's right you've been wanting to do that yeah it's always been a dream of mine to podcast from the roof um it's right off of the lake like and right off of a fucking amazing beach i'm gonna be out there every damn morning it's just wait so- there's a beach in chicago yeah, so Chicago is located next to Lake Michigan. That's a it, lake, uh, p- but there's beaches along the lake. Does that constitute <sighs> as a beach? Yeah, there's sand. It's brown. And it looks like a beach. God, but it's a lake. I'm so glad you're leaving. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, you fucking uh, people! I did want to share a couple of tips, though. First of all, Laura, did your realtor tell you to like write a letter to the seller? No. Okay, so this was a tip. Uh, good. <laughs> so my realtor <laughs> suggested attaching a cover letter to like the offer, so that way it's like a more personal touch. And if you're competing against other people, having a a letter attached to your offer. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll make, we'll make that person maybe feel a bit more connected to you and, uh, maybe more enticed to sell you the house as opposed to somebody else. So you say things like, you know, this is how, uh, I, I envision, uh, you know, setting down roots here, raising a family in this place. I can totally see it in your place. so I would love to have it. That's yeah, a personal touch. And my other tip for now is to not be intimidated by the house buying process. I definitely was at the beginning of this. I knew fucking nothing about it. I still really don't know anything. But the realtor and the attorney you work with and the lending company, they will help you step by step and don't be afraid to ask stupid questions i i i say to them every time i talk to them like hey first time homebuyer question blah 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 and they're more than happy to answer because they benefit from this too so even if you know nothing about it if you have some money saved up if you've been thinking about putting money into a mortgage every month instead of rent start looking and by the way the best real estate app is uh redfin
2: Agree.
0: All right. So that is that. So to wrap up the show today, I just wanted to give a couple of recommendations. First of all, did anyone want, used to watch queer eye for the straight guy on like Bravo yes. or whatever? Yes. Okay. I never yeah. did, but there's it this was a n- different time back then. There's this new version of it on Netflix. And me and my boyfriend watched the first two episodes last night. It is so fucking good and emotional and it encourages you to be a better person and the stories are so uplifting and it's hilarious i was like borderline crying at the end of the f- two episodes that we watched i highly highly recommend it it's just oh. called queer eye must it's be not,
3: totally different than queer eye for the straight guy at least the show that i remember cuz not as uplifting it, it was i mean it was like no because it was it was a show about gay men uh, metrosexualing up straight guys.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't even say they metrosexualize them. Um, they just, uh, they still improve their looks. You know, there's the big haircut part of the show, uh, the big clothing change, but they also fix up their homes. There's like a culture guy who like helps them just generally be a better person. It's really good. Highly recommend it. And <laughs> just briefly, Last week's After Dark was a lot of fun, and I follow a couple of porn stars on Twitter, and one of them plugged this product called um, <laughs> plug called uh, Get Studio Ready. It is a scrub for your butt. So, Lauren and Lisa, if you're thinking of getting into some anal fun, check out GetStudioReady.com, and there's these scrubs that are designed for your ass to like clean your ass and make it smell really great. <laughs>
1: What's the website again?
3: GetStudioReady.com <laughs> Getstudioready.
1: Get studio ready. Got it. Thank you. They enjoy have enjoy your
3: heart out or him. Surprise but- him on Valentine's Day with the first ultra premium scrub designed to make eating ass more enjoyable. <laughs> this is great with that book I bought for
0: you. Yeah, exactly. And get in. Speaking of buts, on today's After Dark, we're going to do a Would You Rather Valentine's Day edition. We have come up with a ton of fun would you rather questions that we're going to answer and I think these are going to turn into some stories as well. Uh, for example, would you never be able to give oral sex again or receive it again? Or for Elisa, would you rather not speak to Laura for six months or break up with your boyfriend friend for three months?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of questions about that one, but I think I know how I'm leading.
0: Would you rather get fisted once or post four personal sex tapes on Patreon? These are the hard questions.
1: There's a, you, really, you really chose the PG ones, didn't you?
0: <laughs> Patreon.com slash millennial is where this all will be. If you want to contact us, millennialshow at gmail.com or use the contact us forum on the website. Maybe uh, send us in some feedback about Matt. Make him cry on the last episode. Oh, <laughs> impossible. Say your goodbye to Matt. We will send him off next week. We'll play the
2: we... Vitamin C graduation song.
0: Oh, that'd be beautiful. That <laughs> actually it might make me cry. No, fuck that. Don't you dare play that song as I show Matt pictures of of the Chicago beaches.
1: By the way, um anyone who's interested uh, get Studio Ready actually has 10% off your first order right now. so <laughs>
3: Just in time mm-hmm. for
1: Valentine's
3: Day. And if you up. subscribe and save, you can get up to 15% off your orders. <laughs> not, uh, I'm not on the
0: website. I just know.
3: I, I honestly
0: want to try this. Boyfriend, are you listening? Can we do this? Yes. <laughs> I don't know his voice. I don't know who <laughs> your boyfriend is. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Elisa. I'm Laura.
0: And I'm Matt. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Not for me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, next time. Yeah. I know, but it's funnier the way I said it.